to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 286, The Girl Who Waited. My name is John, and joining me every time we accidentally go on different floors, and then uh, 10 years have passed, and then one of us leaves, and then 20 years has passed, you know, we're, we're super old now, but joining me is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. John, I've waited 36 years for this episode. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone has. No, I oh, don't boy. I don't think so. I was about to say, John, you weren't specific about what button I should push. Yes, I know that there was no there was no specification in the button pushing, but here we if are. I, if I had my if I had my MST3K soundboard, I'd just be like, push the button, Frank. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I am doing pretty, pretty all right. We are, well, now officially kind of kicking off August, which means that it's time to start thinking about school. Oh, boy. Amber's getting back into the classroom and getting stuff ready. The kids have just another couple weeks left before sixth and seventh grade starts. Wow. Sixth and seventh grade. I remember. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I'm like, I remember sixth and seventh grade, but I probably don't. I just remember like. Maybe like teachers and my friends. Yeah. And PE. Yeah. Yeah. Running the mile. I remember. Well, I was going to say, I think it was, I think I had Woodshop eighth grade. Ooh. I think new kids, in, new kids on the block were still huge then. Yes. Not that I was listening to them, but I had lots of friends who did. And it was yeah. just like dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb music. Even then. Exactly. Yeah. Even then. yeah. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. How are you doing? I <clears throat> am doing well, it is hot, yeah. Um, but luckily, I have my portable AC. Um, I think that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it in the in the realm of here. I, I'm doing pretty pretty well. I can't think of anything else to say about that. That's fine. Little bummed about Paul Rubens. I'll say that much. Yeah, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment because news dropped just today that Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman, has passed uh, due to cancer, no less. Yeah, at I guess the age of seventy, a private battle. Um, yeah, he actually, I, I was kind of sad. I don't know if you saw that he actually wrote a statement. No. Yeah. Um, like, I guess they were like, and then they're going to release it afterwards. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Yeah, well, um, it, it hit me kind of hard because when my dad passed from cancer, he was 70. So it was just oh, like, wow. oh, yeah. What did you say, yeah. Mr. Rubens? Uh, and I know everybody thinks Pee-wee's Big Adventure and stuff like that. But, I mean, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, like he was, movie, you know what series. I didn't know, Taylor? What? He voiced hmm. Rex in the Star Tours, the original Star Tours. yes. I had yes, no idea until today. Um, yeah, he did. Um, he also, I mean, Mystery Men, Back to the Beach. Yes, um, he was and, in. And did the voice of the computer of Flight of the Navigator. Yes, he was also um, the Penguin's father in Batman Returns. Oh, okay. And he also revised that role as the Penguin's father in Gotham, which is more recent. Okay. Uh, he's great in that as well. Um, yeah, he's so much more than like 
And peewees, just, yes. Yeah, right. No, totally. What what really blew my mind, like just absolutely floored me today was somebody um, shared like the very like the very end piece from he did like a live show in like 1980 or 81 and it was filmed and aired on hbo and i remember watching it on hbo when oh I yeah that's the original that's the og special <laughs> yeah like the absolute original yeah. og like phil hartman was in it yeah and everything um and i haven't seen it in lord 35 years minimum yeah, and I saw the, the the one little clip that was shared, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I I I forget. I hopped over onto some other platform, and somebody had shared a YouTube link for the entire like fifty eight minute special. Oh wow! And 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 I I you know insert Greg Newkirk gif here. I proceeded to lose my cheesy. <laughs> um, you know, bookmarked it. Came home, used my little piece of software, and I was like, okay, now I have a permanent copy of it. Love it. Like, YouTube could implode tomorrow, and I'll still be able to watch it. Did it's you know just... he was also on the dating game? <laughs> no, I didn't. As Pee Wee Herman, he was on the dating game, oh, apparently, my God. three times, and he won once. Oh, my God. How wild is As that? As Pee Wee Herman. As Pee Wee Herman. That's wild. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's good stuff. I did find his quote. Um... It says, if we if we want to read it, it's fine. It says, uh, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the last six years. I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect for my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Very, very cute. Aww. Very nice. He was also the voice of, um, oh, he did a voice in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, did he? Yeah, Nightmare Before I haven't Before seen that in a while. Christmas. So. Pee Wee Herman. He was. Um, oh yeah, and the, they all revised it, and they. Oh, was this this year? I don't know. Oh my God, was this this year? Because he did. They did at the Bo- Hollywood Bowl. He voiced Locke, so it was Locke, Shock, and Barrel, mm-hmm. and he voiced uh, one of them. But they did a, sh- a show at the Hollywood Bowl, uh, and they had all three of them doing singing the kidnap the Sandy Claus song. Oh, I got to see if I can find a video of that. Anyway, uh, he will be uh, amazingly missed. Oh, so much. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I was very sad this morning. Yeah. But then, you know what? I started just watching Pee Wee stuff and I felt a lot better. And I think that's, uh, that's what we should take away from that. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. It's cool to be weird. It's cool to be weird. Absolutely. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's get to uh, what's making us happy this fortnight. Taylor, you want to you wanna take this away? Sure, yeah. So uh, recently we um, swapped out Hulu for Paramount Plus. Oh. Uh, in terms of what we're watching streaming. We just we weren't watching anything on Hulu. Right. We just, like, like, I tried watching a few things. Like, most of the stuff that I had, like, saved on my, like, watch list was, like, you know, old shows that I'd watched before, like yeah. the Americans and stuff like that. And I was just like, no one else is watching it. There's not really a lot of cartoon options for the kids. And I'm like, let's just let's swap it out for Paramount. It's cheaper. Yeah. And I know, you know, Paramount's got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the kids. And yes. uh, you know, there's all the Star Trek shows um, that I'm woefully behind on. Ah, yes. 
so now I am happy to say, oh my God, Star Trek is what's making me happy this week. <laughs> um, because uh, the wife and I are, are hooked on Picard. Ah. Um, I've, I've watched some lower decks. I've watched some strange new worlds. Um, I need to watch some discovery and I'm just juggling between episodes of each and I am loving every God dang second of it. Wonderful. I'm just, I like, I star Trek was kind of like, you know, my science fiction fix when Dr. Who went wilderness years. Yeah. Right. Cause next generation started, I think 87, you know, Doctor Who goes on hiatus in 89, like end of 89. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, where I, you know, and there's, there's the new adventure novels, but you know, those, those are novels. That's not TV, different mediums. And so, yeah, I watched, you know, next generation religiously. Yeah. Um, so, and I had forgotten just how good Star Trek can be. Like how much I love that universe the same way that I watch like uh, Mandalorian or Andor and I go, oh man, yeah, the Star Wars universe is really cool. Yeah, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have this. I think we made the right choice. Um, and so, yeah, Star Trek is making me happy this week. What about you? Uh, you know, I, I just you mentioning Star Trek. I can't. I always feel like whenever you bring up Star Trek, I'm like Taylor. I watched uh, this one, and then you're like, yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember which one. It, which one it was? Was it Voyager? Let me see. I'll just look it up real quick. Doesn't say was uh, Janeway the captain? No, Janeway was not the captain. It had a crossover though. DS Nine might have been DS Nine. Let's see. DS Nine was great. Uh, was Cisco the captain? Yes. Yeah. Yes, this was the yeah. one I watched. That would be DS Nine. Yeah. I watched DS Nine. I don't know how much of it I watched, but I know Voyager and DS Nine did a crossover. I believe. I think so because DS Nine had their little their little wormhole. Yep, they did do a crossover. Look at that. Wonderful. Anyway, uh, what's making me happy this... Uh, oh, boy. So uh, I got back from... Um, boy, we did... Jeez, oh, I'm trying to just remember everything we did. <laughs> we uh, we did... You S- don't, if you don't remember every last thing from Comic-Con, that's okay. Oh, no, I'm not going to give you a... a- give you a play-by-play here that'd be (laughs) that'd be too that'd be too much man uh well we did barbenheimer yesterday we saw oppenheimer in the morning and we saw barbie in the afternoon uh both movies very different both movies very very good um i kind of wish i'd seen oppenheimer in 70 millimeter but i didn't want to sit like (laughs) second row for oppenheimer Um, oh my gosh yeah yeah so we did that that was a lot of fun we saw beetlejuice the musical on saturday Oh yes, yeah. I you share pictures. Uh, oh boy, oh, what a musical! Cool. It was very, yeah. very, very good. Nice. Might might be in my top five musicals. Nice that I've seen live, mm-hmm. but also maybe in general. I don't. know. So that was cool. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah. So we went to San Diego Comic Con. Um, it was a lot, uh, a lot of walking, a lot of trying mm-hmm, not to I'm buy sure. things, um, uh, a lot of supporting of other people's panels. It was it was a good time. It was it was mostly chill. Um, it was a nice little vacation. San Diego's great. We saw a lot of people that we haven't mm-hmm. seen uh, in a minute, and it, you know it was. A good and if time. I'm if I'm not mistaken, picked up the new Sonic. Oh jeez, thank you. Oh man, wow. I would have just uh, I would have just been like, and that was it. Forget it. Yeah. So um, we we got in the preview night. So we got in Wednesday night. So preview night's basically the night where. 
um, if you buy the full weekend, you get preview night for free, I think. I'm not really sure mm-hmm. how it works. But um, we got into preview night, and we were walking around, and we saw Shooty on the side of like this big thing, and I went, oh, I didn't realize BBC was going to be here. I thought they weren't. Mm-hmm. They weren't coming. Um, and that morning, the new Sonic had been announced, and we'll talk about this, yes. I think, a little bit here. And I said, there's no way that they're selling the new Sonic already, are they? And sure enough, uh, they were. <laughs> so we got in the line. Um, they had a very beautiful booth. They had Shooty's outfit, and they had Tenet's outfit, and they had like a better replica of the new Sonic Okay. Um, also sitting out there, they had screens showing like um, little previews and other stuff. All looked very cool. And I got up to the line manager and I said, y- "So you saw the Sonic before all of us did?" And he kind of like gave a laughing response, "Yeah." And I was like, oh, "I hate you." <laughs> we, got, we got this. We got the new Sonic. We actually we have not opened it yet. Wow. Yeah. I I uh, I think we just were so drained from comic-con that we completely forgot to totally believe that yeah i totally believe that i also got a um shirt that has the tardis on it and says what 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 like like uh (laughs) tenet his i guess incidental catchphrase Um, yeah so yeah it was a lot of fun very cool to see uh all the art and all the installations we actually got to we were walked through Speaking of Hulu, we were walking through the Hulu animation uh, installation, which is just like, you know, it's just like a big walkthrough and they have all the mm-hmm. uh, the different characters and like they had like the Simpsons couch and the Family Guy couch and then a third couch that I can't remember. They had the Bob's <laughs> Burgers like stand and they gave out little burgers. Yeah, nice. It was very cool. It was, it was a very cool yeah. little thing. Um, very hot. Um I wore pants one day, and that was a huge mistake. Yeah, no kidding. And that actually, I only wore pants in the evening, and it was still a huge mistake. Um, yeah, Comic Con, it was like it was still super crowded, but it was uh, it didn't feel as as crazy as years past to me. I'm sure what with everything going on. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a good time. And I think nice. that's everything that I did. Cool. <laughs> yes, and that is everything that's. Been- oh, I'm sorry. One other thing that's making me happy this Friday night is Lauren's dad's coming to visit on Wednesday. Oh, so we're yeah. gonna uh, we're gonna do some fun things. We're actually gonna go to the Angels Mariners game on Sunday, which I'm very excited about because I have not been to the Anaheim Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty jazzed about that. Um, but yeah, so that should be fun as well. Anyway. Let's uh, awesome. before we talk about. I don't know how long we're going to talk about the girl who waited, but uh, <laughs> let's get to some uh, some who news. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. It's one of the things that I did not put in there because I just saw it as um, as a as a tweet from one of the one of the various like Doctor Who production news accounts. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Because there's production news and there's like filming locations. One of them had mentioned that that they had heard it confirmed or maybe Doctor Who magazine confirmed that uh 14's Sonic is meant to be a mashup love it of multiple Doctor Sonics yeah you can kind of see it too apparently i, I yeah once i kind of looked at it i was like okay yeah i can i can yeah yeah uh, the other thing is apparently and i haven't done this yet um 
friended the show and in general, Justin Kizon sent me a. Apparently, there's much like I think twelves Sonic, and mm. I, actually possibly even uh, eleven Sonic. There are there's a secret menu to get different so- sounds and lights out of your tar- out of your uh, Sonic. So, oh really? Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, obviously because I haven't opened it. <laughs> yeah, you know, nice. Yeah, nice. Well, um, a famous mystery guest has been teased for the series 14 finale. Who could it be now? Uh, who could it be now? Who? Um, so, yeah, Doctor Who Magazine 593, Russell T. Davis teased a famous guest star who makes a cameo appearance in a crucial scene with a famous guest star in the two-part finale of the next series of Doctor Who. There's a great set in the very last block of the 2024 series that says it only appears for one scene, but a crucial scene with a really lovely guest star unseen by the public, unannounced in the press, because the scene takes place secretly within the studio, so you've got a nice surprise to come. So it's Matt Smith, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but the scene has been hotly debated this much I know. Should it exist? Is it needed? It's been in, it's been out, it's been reinstated, it's been cut again until finally it stayed. It's in and out status betrayed by its designation, scene 27B. 27B? (sighs) His his voice is so manic sometimes. I know. You know what would be funny? If the Mm -hmm. the mystery guest star was not a person but was the full uh wooden tardis console yes there you go i'd be fine with that sure now he goes on to describe a haunting atmospheric and beautiful scene involving rubble and fallen rocks with eight foot high ancient fallen uh ancient eight foot high fallen statue head among the ruins huh huh what kind of statues might we be seeing i don't know i don't know but more intrigue. I'm excited. Yes. Now, another piece of news, obviously. Uh, folks who went to San Diego Comic-Con got a, uh, a bit of a showing off of the Doctor Who Magic the Gathering cards. Unless you were me and didn't know this was happening. Oh. Yeah, I had one of our uh, friends was, was tweeting it, and I was like, wait, what? Uh, but it looks, uh, these cards look great. I can't wait to buy them all. Yeah um so yeah they do they do look very cool i again i'm not even remotely experienced in anything magic the gathering because that became popular when i was old enough to go oh that just looks silly um i'm <laughs> sure it's not i'm sure it's not. oh i'm that just i'm buying it regardless. as a senior just for the art yeah uh well just yeah and it. i might i might learn how to play I don't know. Uh, and you know what we'll get the game together at gallifrey one and y'all can teach me well, I need somebody to reteach me because I have no idea. I think we have friends who could probably. Teach oh yeah, you. I know. I know for a fact we have friends. I have a friend down here who will send me all the. He'll send me all of the updates on these on these uh, on these packs. Yeah, because he's like, I'll show you how to play. I'm like, all right, nice. Yeah, nice. So the um, you you can pre-order them now. They will launch uh, October 13th, which I believe. I don't remember who I heard talking about this. Let me look because I have a calendar right next to me. Yes. October 13th is a Friday the 13th this year. Ooh. Extra spooky plus Magic the Gathering cards. Yes. <laughs> we love it. Um, so um, I think just recently the second season of Good Omens 
uh, yes. dropped. And obviously, David Tennant <clears throat> is in that. Yes. Um. So it it turns out um, that during filming uh, for the new season of Good Omens, um, David Tennant was actually doing a lot of practicing for the 60th anniversary specials, it seems. <laughs> I did. I did read this. Yeah. So uh, in an interview with uh, with Michael Sheen, he actually says, when we were filming Good Omens, I just acted out key moments from the other doctors in between uh, uh, in between. And that was his research, wasn't it? Um, and Tenet goes, that was enough. Michael's Jody is particularly good. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, uh, it goes on to say, apparently Tennant makes a habit of not preparing for a role. So says Michael Sheen, who joked that his Good Omens co-star hasn't even read Neil Gaiman's and Terry Pratchett's original 1990 book, even though Tennant insists that he has read it. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would I would love to see uh, uh, various impersonations of yes. other doctors by other actors. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, you know what else I'd love to see? Mm. I would love to see Sasha Dewan's master again because he's so good. Yes, he is. He's so good. Um, now, uh, the maybe most or second most recent uh, Radio Times magazine uh, talks with Sasha Dewan, um, and they asked whether he had had a call from Russell regarding Doctor Who, to which he said, well... I'm involved in a few things that I can't talk about. So who knows? I'm also creating my own stuff because I don't necessarily just want to be moving from job to job, but it's not always easy. The industry can feel quite isolating, but I'm holding my nerve. Uh-huh. <sighs> I guess once you're on Doctor Who, you learn how to lie and deflect and talk circles. Yes. And there's got to be training. BBC has got to do training for this kind of stuff. I'm involved in a few things <laughs> I can't talk about. Well, yeah, sure. You know, so are the people in the CIA. Well, but, I mean, uh, we we have heard of the uh, fabled Doctor Who spinoffs. Oh, that's a good point. So, who knows? You okay? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Only sh- Doctor Who knows. Yes. Nailed it. I must Follow the nose. It always leave now. That's such a bad joke. I gotta go. <laughs> Fair. Oh goodness! There, the old. I'll see myself out. Yes. Well, if if that wasn't all, uh, uh, David Tennant has uh, come out and uh, greatly praised Shudigawa's performance as the Doctor. I guess you know maybe he stuck around and got to see a few scenes. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and he says, "Oh God, what a force of nature!" Uh, I've caught a little bit of him at work, and it's pretty exciting. You can see Shudi has so much talent and energy. He's so inspired and charismatic. Love it. He was also great Which, in Barbie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I heard he's he's only got like eight or ten lines, but, but he's like in it a lot. Is he? Cool. Yeah. I mean, every time we go to Barbie World, he's there, and it's great. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So excited. So yeah. excited. Where are we? We're at the beginning of August. We are what? Um, three months and what about three three and a half weeks out yeah. from Ugh. the 60th anniversary cannot come soon enough that's only what that's maybe 10 or 12 podcasting episodes yeah well 10 or 12 will be it i was just gonna say it's almost gonna be 300 it'll almost be 300 new season will probably be 300 Ooh, i 
I almost feel like I've got to plot this out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, f- we'll figure yes. it out. 87, 88. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some math. We may not quite be to 300 in time for the 60th anniversary specials unless for some reason we suddenly decide to go weekly for like no <laughs> i mean <laughs> we'll, we could you try know? we could try just to do it to make the the um the first special the 300th episode that i mean that would be pretty cool either either the first or the the third either yeah way. either one would be would be very cool that would be that would be pretty cool anyway yeah, we'll do some math folks yes. we'll do some math anyway we, we will do some math <laughs> and it might be better than the math that the doctor tried to do in this episode Oh boy, let's not make the listeners wait yes. any longer. Uh, <laughs> this week we watched The Girl Who Waited, starring Matt Smith as the Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy, Arthur Darville as Rory, and Emilda Staunton, Staunton, oh boy, Staunton. As, Staunton as the voice of the <laughs> and, interface. And Dolores Umbridge as the voice of the interface. Yes. I should have just, just written that. You should have. That would have been fine. Uh, it was written by Tom McRae and directed by Nick Huron. It first aired September 10th, 2011, and it is the 10th story of season six. And we have, oh my goodness, this is a smidgen, an absolute smidgen. This is a smidgen. Of story and, notes. and I'm not joking. I think this is basically all the story notes. Wow, wow, wow. I don't wow. think I cut any of them. Wow. There uh-huh. are so few. So we have some story there notes are... brought to us by the fine folks over at the TARDIS Data Corps. Yes, the title The Girl Who Waited references the Doctor's nickname for Amy, given because she waited for him for so long after they first met, uh, <sighs> which is not at all what I thought. I figured it was like, obviously, it's the girl who waited because she waited and waited and waited and it spent 36 years Yes, in this. Anyway, <clears throat> Anywho. the cast. The cast list, <clears throat> excuse me, the cast list for this episode was, until the episode Heaven Sent, the shortest of any full-length episode of Modern Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, considering the classic series, add that into the mix, and it was second only to the Edge of Destruction for fewest cast members. Have we watched Edge of Destruction? I want to say that's a Hartnell episode, so no, I don't think we have. Oop. It is indeed <clears throat> Hartnell. Yeah. Uh, third serial. I just, yeah. just let me just let me look here. Uh, British, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Broken clock. Uh, first broad. Give me some sort of synopsis. Attempt to create the target. <laughs> Amnesia. Everyone begins to act strangely. No, we have. Uh, no, we have. Is this a missing episode? <clears throat> Does it have any missing? I'm stuff? not certain. This is a. Two- oh, this is only two episodes. What in the world? Oh, first season, right? Edge of destruction. Brink of disaster. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll keep that yeah. in mind. But yeah, you know what? I didn't even really think of that. That it was just Amy, Rory, the Doctor, and um, some hand robots. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Pretty much. I mean, maybe a few more if you count the people who play like faces on screens. Ah, yes. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah. Well, when the Doctor looks for the glasses, a small tape player-looking device activates on the TARDIS console, and a variation of the pilot 1966 Doctor Who theme, which in parentheticals it says here, identical to the 67 variant, but lacking the baseline echo and electronic spangles. Oh, boy, Who doesn't love some electronic spangles? (laughs) Very true. Can be heard playing sped up in reverse and deepened in pitch. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
while the lobby where Amy first encounters the interface is identical to the lobby of the new New York hospital seen way back in New Earth. Ah, okay. Okay. You know, there was something else. Well, I guess we'll just talk about that when we get to it. Okay. Because <clears throat> um, we've, we've waited far too long. <clears throat> Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, you got a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. All right. The Dr. Amy and Roy visit Appalachia or some planet that kind of sounds like it instead of going and getting a nice coffee the doctor thought this was a better idea now let this be a lesson coffee mm. always coffee yes so in a fit of impatience and poor communication the doctor and rory get separated from amy in time and 36 years pass for amy and at that point moffat just keeps coming up with reasons to twist that knife into our hearts well, at least now we can say we've gotten through the girl who waited. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Taylor, your overall feelings of the girl who waited. Now, if you anybody listened to our last episode, you know at the end, I kind of gave you a little spoiler about how Taylor and I felt about this episode previously. Yep. Uh, has anything changed? Uh, probably not. Right. I mean, the story does some interesting things with time and I can admire it for that and for its storytelling. But I think at this point in Amy and Rory being the doctor's companions, I am so over the <clears throat> let's torture this couple again thing. Yeah. That I just can't enjoy the story all that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, um, I watched this episode earlier today and I, and I was like, Oh boy, I got to watch it. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like I enjoy it enough until a point. And, okay, then, I'm, and then I'm like, wow, this is effed up again. Yep. again. <laughs> um, yep. And then it gets, it somehow gets, it's like, oh, this is going to be okay. And then it gets more effed up. And then mm -hmm. the doctor's like, you make the decision, Rory. And it's like, wow, this is totally messed up all over yeah. again. Um, yeah. I think I've softened on the uh, how much I dislike this episode uh, from the from just the vo viewpoint of um, Rory waited two thousand years, yeah, <laughs> and Amy waited thirty six. And was real upset about it. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have to remember, I feel like Rory wasn't always in fear for his life at every point right. in the uh, in the two thousand years. So I think I tried to I tried to drop down and I tried to be like, okay, well, let's look at the surroundings here, um, <sighs> and can can I feel oh, like feel like this story is good? And relate. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just like I wish at some point that had been mentioned. Now I don't need it in a like a visceral like. Well, I waited two thousand years and I didn't complain when yeah. you. You know, I don't need that. I just I think some sort of mention to it would have been nice. Mm -hmm. If I almost kind of wish our, our Amy had been like to to um 36 years older amy been like uh rory waited for us for over 
2,000 years. Right. <clears throat> so maybe let's cut him some slack. But I also felt like she was more mad at the doctor than she ever was at Rory, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, that I can take. Because I felt like I I don't listen. I don't know where I was in my life at 2011 when I originally watched this. <laughs> I can't I couldn't tell you. But I felt like I was like, well, why is she so mad at Rory? He, uh, you know, he he waited for her. But now rewatching it now and trying not to be, I guess, so cynical while I watch it. I'm like, well, she technically was more mad at the doctor than I think she ever was at Rory. Yeah. So I think I, I think that has kind of I've been like, OK, that's um, I can live <clears throat> with that. But I feel like that was well, the original gripe i had with this uh was the she did not take into account maybe you know something that she should have but also i don't perspective on things yeah but also i don't think rory at all times was you know trying not to be put to sleep and murdered by robots that didn't know any better yeah exactly and i will say this in i'm going to use the term post-covid world not in the sense that it's over but right. in the sense that we've gone through the experience. Yes. Um, this episode hits differently. It really does. Cause I mean, if you think about it also, I mean, Roy could have been sitting by the, by the Pandorica and he could have been talking to everybody, <laughs> you know, yeah. he could have been socialized and yeah. I guess he was, uh, he was a, uh, a security guard in that last thing. So he did get to talk to people and have a decent life. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that they are on a planet and the whole purpose of this machine is, you know, to let you spend time with family members who are going to die yes, or friends who are going to die yeah. because of a horribly contagious yeah. disease. It's just like, Oh, ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. Ugh. yeah. But I will say like, like I did say, like, I thought this episode was as soon as I kind of pushed back whatever mm-hmm. um, reservations I had previously had about this episode. I thought it was done very, very well. There are some really great uh, scenes in this. I think the whole idea of the planet is very interesting, where you can right. go, go to like different. I do. I did love the, uh, and I wonder if this will be edited out of uh, of the Disney Plus version. Uh, the what did they call it? Uh, the reference to Disneyland Clom. Yeah, they call, but they called it a. Uh, wow, is this just not in my notes? I feel, oh wait, the warp speed death ride at Disneyland. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if they'll be like, eh, we get to get rid of that there. Maybe because you know you say warp speed, most people think Star Trek. So oh, and death ride. Well, yeah, can't have that. Yeah, um, and I think if you know if if I mean. When we review episodes, we always try to look for the things that we liked in it, the things that, you know, we're looking for the good, and even in episodes that maybe didn't land all that well. I got to give this episode credit for bringing the Macarena back, if only for a oh, few my minutes. You know, <laughs> it's so funny because I forgot about that. I forgot about the Macarena, and I was like, oh, well, the, she's going to think of fish, fish sticks and custard. Right. And you're like, okay. And then she thinks of the Macarena. Which I think, what was it? The most, it was the, uh, what was it supposed to be? The the most important thought? Yeah, just something 
something that both of them could just, you know, fixate on. The Macarena, yeah. And kind of use it to pull kind of the timelines yeah. together, basically. And and again, you know, looking looking at stuff that you think they did well in in this episode, when when you've got the two Amy's interacting. Yes. And I, I think uh, I think before you go any further, we need to just say, uh, no matter how we feel about this episode, Karen Gillan killed it in this. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, no disagreement there. The absolute range uh in her acting is just yeah, absolutely. I will agree with you there. I will like, yeah, the whole Amy the whole Amy talking to Amy scene is just very well done. Um mm-hmm. I did I thought the um the speech about Rory was great. Yeah. Uh it's just it, it's just very well acted, very well done scene. Um yeah. And, and I I did actually read, sorry. I did actually read that they wanted an older actress to play Karen Gillan. Oh, really? To play the older Amy and she was like, yeah. "No, I'm good. I can do both." And it was just like <laughs> very like, "Wow, like very cool." Like they were probably like, "I don't know." And then she pro- probably proved them all wrong. And it was like, "Oh, like her voice was different." Mm-hmm. Uh, her, I, I feel like even her walk was di- like everything was different. It, she definitely carried herself in a different manner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, she did, and that's and that's good acting. And it, and I think it was hilarious when kind of like you know Cougar Amy gets all cougary. <laughs> yes. On younger Rory. Yes. It's like oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Fair, but I, it's I'm looking at literally my last three notes on here and i'm reliving the fact that the doctor just straight up lied and it's like no sorry we can't take yeah with us that's going to mess things up the tardis will you know turn itself inside out or whatever so uh, the thing <clears throat> that i'm wondering is because i believe I just yeah. what's up oh just just my reaction to all of that that whole from that point to the end of the episode i'm just i was just like i am so over yeah like like the hurt that we as an audience feel. I'm like, I look at this and I'm like, oh, no wonder. Like my wife eventually got to a point where she's like, I can't watch Doctor Who anymore. I get too invested <laughs> in these characters, and then like bad stuff happens to them. Yeah, you know, it's Moffat. Moffat. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like because is wait is is the next? Sorry. So we're basically going to. Oh my God, this is. The next, so we're skipping the lodger. Just we're getting, or oh, I'm sorry, God complex. We're getting ahead of ourselves because here because we've already done that. Yeah, so we've already done that, and I'm I'm looking ahead, and I I I guess I forgot that did Amy and Roy at the end of God complex be like we need a break? I think they did, right? They're like I I think so. Yeah, I mean, God. I mean, when you, when you think about it, going from this adventure into the God complex, yeah, this was like oh my God. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, because I'm. I was gonna say, like, what's the next episode? Do, isn't there? There's got to be some fallout because Rory for sure tells Amy that the doctor completely lied because the last line of the the show is, "Where is she?" Right. And it's just like, oh boy. Yeah. Where is she? <laughs> and it's just uh, like, um, and I lo- and also closer. like, d- Doctor really just he lies to all of them. And then he makes he he puts the power on Rory, making Rory mm-hmm. decide. And that's also another great scene, which in which K 
Karen Gillan just kills it, and so does obviously Arthur Darville, where he's <sighs> she's like, tell her I'm letting her live all the years I didn't get to. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, oh yeah. Um, it, 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 I'm not joking. There's a knife in there, and Moffat just keeps twisting it. Yeah, <clears throat> and he, you know, tells Rory he needs to make the choice, and then he goes, "I'll leave you two alone," <laughs> knowing full well that Amy's probably going to be like, "Where is she?" And he doesn't have to deal with the fallout. Exactly. It's he is just running away from it. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Making some some bad choices. Yeah. This this really really does not put the doctor in a good light. No. It was um. It was not not great. I will say I will say just circling back a little bit, like because I think we it, we get to the point where Amy's like, I've been gone for a week. And the doctor's like, oh, boy, I got to figure this out. And then they leave and we get kind of Amy's journey a little bit. And she goes into that garden zone. And Mm -hmm. did that garden zone kind of remind you of like the first place we kind of meet Missy? Um, A little bit. Yeah. It felt like it could be in the same kind of place. Mm -hmm. Just visually very similar. Yeah. Very, very similar. I don't know. I just thought I, I, and I feel like I remember the first time we saw Missy and that, uh, you know, in that setting, I feel like this episode in that, in this planet came up like in the, in the discourse. Oh boy. I don't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yep. Early, early podcast ago. In fact, I think, I think if my Facebook memories are to be believed six years ago today was our 100th episode. Thank you for reminding me because I also saw that and completely forgot. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Completely Look at us now. forgot. My goodness. Creeping in on 300. What a time. What? Yeah. Almost a 300. Jeez. It's cra- crazy to think. Um, mm-hmm. What else did I like about this? I did like the, the hand, the hand bots. I thought they were a cool little design. Um, mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> I did uh, find the uh, morbid. I found it very morbid <laughs> that roar or that older Amy keeps one of the robots and drew a face on it and named it Rory. Yes, but also cut its its hands off so it can't yep. do anything. I did. I did also find it interesting that once you cut the hands off, it just seems to be super helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's like why didn't she just cut the hands off of all of them? Makes you think. Yep, bunch of, bunch of handless handless robots. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else was. Oh, can we talk about the Sonic probe? Oh, sure. I, I mean, does she explain <sighs> how she makes that? Um, not really. It just feels very like. And I mean, she she eventually calls it a a screwdriver. Yeah. After a while, but um. Oh, I guess other people have made Sonic probes. Sure. Yes, and and River, I think, even has a sonic trowel. Yes. How did she? She was well. I guess after after um, so many years, you could. I guess you could figure out how to make one. I suppose. I guess. I don't know. I mean, you've got the interface. Maybe the interface. Ah. Gives some sort of technical knowledge. Maybe yes. We'll never know. We'll never know. Um. <laughs> I don't. I don't really think I have anything. I think I. Uh, Overall, just came out of this episode feeling a lot better than I did coming into it, being like, "Oh, I remember just disliking this so much." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You got anything else 
you would like to say? Not really. Oh, I do have one. Do you? What? Okay, the fight scene at the end. Yeah. Um, where I, I think the thing that was annoying to me is it felt like these robots were made. They were like the most feeble, brittle robots of all time. Like they were barely getting hit. Like Roy breaks the Mona Lisa, which is very funny. Yes, and I wish. Don't you wish the back said this was a fake? Fake. Oh my god! I thought about that just as you started to say that. How that funny would, would that have that been? Would have been the best. Oh, that would have, that would been, have been such. Oh my god! A great yes. callback. That, that is a missed opportunity. Oh, <clears throat> but. He breaks the Mona Lisa over this robot's head, and it, like, sparks fly out of it. Like, it is malfunctioned harder than anything has ever malfunctioned. I remember seeing that and going, I'm like, that painting broke really easily for causing that much damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) I guess that was the other thing that I was kind of like, all right, this feels weird. I thought, like, the fight, the, the slow motion, like, older Amy just cutting through everybody was was cool at points and then looked lame at other points. <laughs> well, I'll I'll bring it up after you push some buttons. Ah, yeah. So no, you know what? Let's let's start pushing some buttons. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. You know, this might this might uh go higher than I I I originally thought it would cuz we do have that whole big fight scene. Yeah. Where Amy is just laying waste to everything. She's uh, going all Leonardo on the robots. Yes, absolutely. And then we also have, like, prior to that, we have, um, I guess, just the the thought of her <laughs> cutting one of the robots' hands off. So it's it's her friend. I don't know if that's <laughs> Duggan esque, but I guess that's a way to solve a problem. With I mean, yeah, violence. a little bit of yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and do we, because it's the Mona Lisa, do we give special consideration to that hit since it is <laughs> yes. technically something that comes from City of Death, yes. even though it doesn't say that it's a fake on the back? Oh, if it did, this would get a 10 out of 10 immediately. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, and I'm so sad that we both realized <clears throat> that at the same time because now yeah. I'm like, wow, they should. how did you not do that? Of course, now now I just want a shirt that literally says this is a fake on it, like exactly as it's you in know, the font. Yes, actually, you know what? That's another great be, t-shirt idea. That would be so simple. Huh. Between that and the um, what was it, Dwarf Star Alloy in Death Metal font? Oh yeah, oh yes. Thank you for reminding me. That's definitely yeah. that is definitely my ribbon. Yes, <laughs> I, I always like a good Death ribbon that I got to explain to someone. <laughs> It gets conversation. I going. can't read That's this. What thing. does it say? You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Amy just there's a lot of Amy just smashing stuff, which is which is yeah pretty great. Um, yeah, she she was getting her Ninja Turtle on. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go five and a quarter. I'll go and over a quarter. Oh, yeah. We haven't had, we haven't had a quarter in no, quite a while. No, five and a quarter. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll see your five and a quarter, and I'll and I'll I'll, I'll go for a solid five. Love it. All right, let's uh, let's hit some more buttons. All right, gathering close. It's time for the behind the coaster. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I mean I don't really think the episode is all that scary. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, not like, not like our last episode was. No. Um, but it is very, very emotional. Yes. And so I don't think that would necessarily put you behind a couch, but you know, you got sensitive viewers, ones who kind of get caught up in the emotion of an episode. Mm -hmm. This may be one that would definitely affect them, but take that as you will. Yes. All right. Well, next time we are going to be, we're going to be skipping, as we said, the God complex, and we're going to be going to closing time. (laughs) Which is uh, starring Matt Smith as the Doctor and James Corden as Craig Owens. Yep. Um, it was directed by Stephen Hughes and it was written by Gareth Roberts and apparently Stephen Moffat. Final scene uncredited. <laughs> Final scene uncredited. Yeah, we've what we've got two more. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I th- I think after that we've done the rest of season six and then we can I don't know watch some classic. Hoops. Yeah. What? I did. I did do the math. I did do the math, and at our at our current rate, the episode right before the 60th anniversary will be 294. 294. Okay. So we'll be a little four. We'll be a little off. That's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got no issue with that. All right. Well, before we get to um, our plugs, I forgot to do this at the beginning of the episode. But um, if you're listening to this episode, uh, another episode. Uh, uh, from an NOTLG show will be coming out, and Taylor will tell you about that now. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I would have one of those rare moments where I have two episodes to post because we have a brand new episode of All Night with Living Geeks. Yeah, is out right now. Um, we've got a couple of interesting, uh, interesting stories. Uh, Seb talks about um, an an alleged. A case of a time slip happening uh, at Custer's last stand. Oh, I feel like I've heard about that. You may have. I'm not sure. Um, And then I've got a story from the late 70s. Uh, It's a Bigfoot story. I haven't done a Bigfoot story in a while. And this one's got some high strangeness elements to Mm. it. Uh, And yeah, we kind of go deep on each of those. So yeah. If uh, you're already subscribed to it, it's waiting for you to listen to. And if not, go find All Night with Living Geeks and check that out. There you go. And, of course, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BustBooty71. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Please rate and review us as well. And you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, head on over to, as I get a T-Fury uh, notification on my phone, it's, it's related, <laughs> it's related. Uh, head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Buy yourself a T-shirt. Um, we don't have any, oh, a tank top. Yeah, um, it's, tis the season. It's getting hot. And yeah. uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll have something new for you in that store. Fingers crossed. We'll just leave it at that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash NOTLG. If you would just like to donate monetarily to help us keep this a train moving along, uh, we appreciate it. All right. So join us again in two weeks time. We are talking closing time and we will see you guys then. See ya. Thank you.
wait. Um, do I have everything? No. Ooh. All right. Did you hit record?